It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another edition of PHLY Union Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we had a preseason match. We got homegrowns getting called by the U.S. men's senior team. That's right. We're going to talk about it here today on PHLY Union Podcast. Of course, I am JP Zapata. Join as always with the lovely Renee Washington. <laughs> Renee, we had some soccer. We got some more rumors. How are we doing today? Good, good. I'm excited. We've got games to talk about. Games. We're talking... We're not talking about practice. We're talking about <laughs> games. Finally, guys, uh, JP, I'm excited because we are finally getting a chance to start to see what the product looks like on the pitch. Obviously, still missing pieces, but hey, it still gives us something to give an idea and a rough, you know, uh, starting reference yeah. point for what this season could look like. So I'm thrilled. I don't know if you've gotten these comments. So obviously, we cover the team. So uh, people ask me about the team and they're, I tell them like, hey, yeah, we just had preseason Sunday. And they're like, wait, the season's back. I'm like, well, kind of. I feel like it never ended. Yeah, right. Like we just <laughs> 2023 season, boom, 2024. Right, <laughs> right pretty much. That's pretty much it. Uh, it's it's really a quick turnaround. You get about a full month yep. and some change when you think about it, depending on how far teams go into the playoffs, of course. Um, for the union specifically, it feels like it just ended yesterday. You know, I feel like we were just talking about that controversial loss that we're not going to talk about <laughs> to us in Cincinnati. Here we are. So I do feel like just as much as we can notice the quickness, like as a player, you got to feel that physically too, where it's like, whoa, we're back already. And here we go. Um, and you guys are back also. Hey, what's up, Will, go, Kyle, guys. Jillian, Jose? Nice to see you guys here. It's dupes. a game day. It's, it's right. preseason. It just, I feel like it... For all of us, it allows us like, OK, we've got things to look at, to watch. Instead of yeah. just speculating, we can actually see, you know, some union soccer, which is awesome. We'll I'm, break I'm some looking things forward down. to it. Look, look we, can, we can boo a team. We look at some things. <laughs> get ready here for some pre-sub coming here at the end of February. So, so fast. It's going it, to so and the season's going to be here before, you know, blink an eye. We're back mm -hmm. and, and it gets a pre-sub. Exactly. And I'm excited um, that the union also have. Peace is back. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, still missing some. Jack yes. Glenn, Nate Harriel. And we'll talk about the U.S. men's national team and, and their friendly as well because this weekend was a lot of union soccer, just not all on the same pitch together. Right. But we saw the union well represented, uh, whether with the U.S. men's national team yeah. or for the actual union. So, yeah, I mean, listen, 
Um, I kind of wanted to jump in first, JP, with maybe we can look back. I'm really tempted to eat these pears, though, because mm. I know like we have a lot to talk about today, guys. And it's not just it's not just the freshness on the pitch. It's the freshness of some fresh fruit. That's right. Um, Ivan, will tonight's preseason game be streamed online? Unfortunately, got not a video, but you can read along. So this is in itself. Let's, you know what, I, Ivan? Thank you. This is a great starting spot. Preseason game number one, you could watch live. The union tweeted out the link. You were able to watch for free. That was yeah, awesome. That was awesome. You can't watch it back, though, because I tried. And okay. so if you try to go back, the link no longer. It's a broken link now. But you at least were able to watch the game. Now, for tonight's game, you cannot watch live. There is no video. There's actually the – we're back to the live blogging. Yep. So we're going to get live words of what's happening in the game. But I, I it's not it. that fast because it's not instant. Right. It's a slight delay. It's not going to be every detail. And I, you can't see things that you want to see, like the shape of the pitch mm -hmm. and where how the formation looks and how players are covering. All you get are words. So, no, Ivan. It will be live blogged. I just would love to know the logistics. Like, what is it that we can't have every preseason stream? Like, is it a money thing? Like, can we not find sponsors? Like, I don't. I don't understand that. And I would love I'm to just, understand that because I think about other leagues too. I mean, like, because you I'm, have access. I mean, in August, you go on NFL network, it's a rerun after rerun of a preseason right. game. You can sit there all day and watch preseason, right. but we don't have that. Even with our, we have our own service too. Like, it's not like, you know, ESPN's running our, our, our broadcast anymore. We have our own app that we can just plop it right in there and people can just watch it from their app that they pay money for. I think I'd even be okay with live video like clips Something. or maybe we're not watching the full game but mm -hmm. it's like dropped in with more clipped up versions i should have i should yeah. have recorded the game and i'm not i'm not gonna listen this is the internet i agree with you jose we're not confirming what we did or did not do in my mind i just thought in the 2024 digital age that we're in that it would still be there but no live blogging it is for tonight though guys live Blogging? What do you call it? Live blogging? Because it can't <laughs> just be much. logging. Yeah, you're just literally blogging. It's a stream that they put on there, and it's just a bunch of words, and it gets updated every couple seconds, and you're just like literally staring <sighs> at your phone. It's just you know, it's it it feels very like twenty like late twenty two thousands like why like that's reading the thing. In twenty twenty four, I feel like there's so many other things. I'd even be okay with okay. So there's sometimes you can watch on TV if you don't have apps or cable you can actually for free watch like the above the rim of nba games which i've done because i didn't i dropped cable for the longest time and then i brought it back and so i would sometimes literally watch <laughs> the camera angle above the rim. there would be no play-by-play or color commentator there'd be no oh you'd get the live audio so you even get the timeouts you get all the live audio it's like you're just sitting on the backboard essentially watching the game that's yeah. pretty much the view i had I would even take that. I would take a camera on top of the goal that does that does not move and just does a wide angle from each goal to watch. Well, if any of our listeners are down in Florida, <laughs> if you want me, I'm down to go down to Florida, and I, you know, I, I may have a camera too, guys. I'm just saying, I, I can I provide a, a service. <laughs> I have a phone. I provide iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and to Jillian's point, it does not update automatically. You're just kind of waiting. And right. It's, it's almost more. It's just more frustrating. No, I because agree. what are we? We're just sitting here looking at our computer, looking at words. Yeah, and it goes what back is to this the, aim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we? Are we instant messaging the game? 
<laughs> hey, it, JP, this is what just happened. But Ball it goes, out of bounds. BRB. <laughs> Big LOLs don't, everywhere. Don't talk to me. Not in good mood. <laughs> like, is that, is that what we're doing? We're going to be like seven. Doesn't it give so you gonna be like, like 14 Back again? in the day where we were on AIM chatting. Yeah. And like then you post a song and you're like, I'm sad. <laughs> it's like our, all of our going through our emo phase. Time, BRB. <laughs> <laughs> Putting just, up our way message. Just turned preseason to AIM, but... Like, it goes back to my point, Renee. It's all about the legitimacy of our league. When all the four other leagues make preseason accessible to the fans and we don't, it just drives me up a wall. It's preseason, you know? It's not crazy coverage that we're getting here. I agree. And I'm okay with... We don't need to see practices. We don't need to see... Like, I do think there are some leagues, NFL and NBA, I'm looking at you, that we get almost too much. Like, we're getting them stretching we're getting what they had for breakfast lunch and dinner like we're getting every little detail what they wore to practice we're in the fits before the game that's like a whole thing right right exactly at least that's a game we're talking about we're talking about practice so i'm fine with not getting like every practice detail of who's there who coughed when they blinked (laughs) how many times they blinked before the actual matches like there was a good turnout that was there oh yeah that's another thing this should be open where People can go. You'll see that in spring training and in the even around OTAs and stuff where you'll see players. They're signing autographs. They're taking pictures. It's, it's a whole community experience. They're, they're saving money, but you're missing out on money yeah. on the other side. It, Listen, it just guys. doesn't make sense, guys. Uh, I was it. reading. Chapter was updated last year. Sitting, oh, that's the same comment there. Yeah, it's just. At the end of the day, guys, we're one maybe one day we'll finally get those games all broadcasted there. But no, just get into this one though, Renee. Like it, like you said, it was Flamenco. It's one of the biggest clubs in Brazil. There was a great mm-hmm. sh- uh, turnout. I-, I love that stadium too. I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but that's where the Tampa Bay Rowdies play. Yeah, you know, a legendary American club here in the United States, and it's a beautiful, beautiful stadium. And Obviously, Tampa is a huge. Well, yeah, that Tampa area is a huge Portuguese population or Portuguese and Brazilian. So a lot of flamenco fans, a lot of black mm-hmm. and red. And then in the match, obviously, hmm. you know, we missed. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about the match. We missed Caranza. We missed Gazdag. We missed Ua. Uh, so some of the big pieces were out in this game. And so you would think. Flamenco would do the same thing, but Renee, we got a pretty good squad. Like Everton was out there, David Luis was out there, like some big names that play like Copa Libertadores matches. And I, I, it's not surprising that they lost two nothing. You know, when you're starting Quinn Sullivan, we saw Hamir Perisio get his his first start here, his mm-hmm. first action with the Philadelphia Union too. But um, I think Renee, the biggest thing, you know, even if you didn't watch this match, I think Jim's post game uh, comments on the sideline there was very telling of the match in general and just the union and the situation, how we feel in 2024, mm-hmm. you know, Jim made the comment about Flamenco, you know, they're out there and it's a roster that probably close to $200 million. Hmm. We're putting a roster out there around 50, you know, uh, 50,000 or $50 million. I'm sorry. You can see the difference. You can t- clearly tell the difference. And it's something that, you know, we've all been banging on Jay Sugarman's mm-hmm. door. Like, can we just spend a little bit more money? But I think that comment was just very telling of the match and just how we feel in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the game, beautiful weather, beautiful turnout and fans. Everybody was all into it. Um, the post game comments from Jim hit a lot of different, hit on a lot of different things for me that, that stood out. As you talk about the money on the pitch, as he made that comment that they had probably about $200 million on the field. My thought is 
I don't think, Jim, that we want to hear you saying that. I mean, listen. Okay, without we know Daniel Gazdag and Uwa not there. Yeah, we call Uwa not there. We know uh, Leon Flock, Ty Baribo, Julian Carranza. You know, there's there's main the main a lot of the main names for the union offensively mm-hmm. still unavailable to play, whether physically not there or just physically unable to play. We get that. But as we've also talked a lot about us, as well as many people that have been covering or following the union is you need to spend money that that next tier of players, players you are bringing in this season, your young talent that's that's growing. You need to add more money. So to say they have about two hundred million dollars on the pitch actually says more about the union than flamenco in my opinion because why don't you have to uh, something more maybe not 200 million dollars yeah. why don't you have <laughs> a more expensive guys. roster on the pitch it's yeah. not our fault yeah that's on you guys actually you had the opportunity to do that you had the opportunity to try to spend more money even with your more expensive players again Carranza, a lot of money that's spent on each of them in the union's eyes at least okay mm-hmm. understandably so that's not a lot that's on the pitch but you still had from Andre Blake and Jack Elliott, and you still had Kai Wagner. You still had money guys out there. So it's not our fault that the team is, the roster's built cheaply. So yeah. that comment, I was like, Jim, you could have left that part out because I was like, mm, that's not a, that's not a positive thing actually, because not to mention, as we also know, and I'm just start with the money piece. The rest of the MLS has a lot of money on their, on their rosters. That's why inner Miami is plastered all over all the preseason <sighs> coverage. You're going to get a live a live blog of the union game and we're getting a play-by-play video of everything that has to do with the <laughs> with Inter Miami. Everything. Yep. So even the coverage changes because they have the flashier names, everybody's more excited about Inter Miami. I've I've seen every update from them in FC Dallas leading into their matchup. I haven't seen a single tweet about the union <laughs> from the MLS today. And I was just I mean, listen, I was on the Philly show earlier. I was eating lunch. I'm not going to say I was glued to the MLS Twitter page. But in my brief, quick scrolling, I saw nothing about the union, partly because you don't have money on the pitch. Other teams do. So to say Flamengo had $200 million in the field. And again, he's just throwing out a number, but it is about that. Um, It says less about them and more about the union because Mm -hmm. you're going to be playing teams in your Miami, LAFC, whoever else. That's going to have a lot of money on the pitch. It's not an excuse if you're not going to go on and spend money. To, to the point about Jim's comments, and I, I agree, like, it's a little bit, you know, it, it's kind of weird, why, like, bringing that up. Yeah, I, I don't know why he did preseason. that. It's a game. Why yeah. are you talking about how much? If anything, I would rather him have said, to your point, they still played the majority, they had the majority of their better players out. Mm-hmm. And he did touch on that, too. I'm not, he did. Like, I was listening to what he was talking about with Sage Hurley, and I was reading the different comments. He did hit on their talent and how it's going to help the union. But I just felt like it was unnecessary to talk about the money because, again, what other team do you know is doing that? Who else is sitting in their post-game of anything, preseason <laughs> regular game, saying, well, they had a lot of money on the field, a lot of big, you know, financially, uh, big financial names on the field, and we didn't. That's not an excuse. Yeah, I mean. This isn't private high school versus the public school. <laughs> <laughs> like, just analyzing the situation, yes. Like, Jim bringing that up, maybe a, a weird spot there. The way I kind of look at it, so obviously I kind of resonate with those comments because I do feel like that. To an and and I think we all kind of do yeah. to a certain extent because the fact of the matter is my point of view going to 2023 was, okay, if we're going to play Union Ball, that's fine. But if we're not winning the MLS Cup by the end of this year, Union Ball, it has to be tweaked right. a little bit. You need to now start spending money because this style of, of, spe- of spending a certain amount that's not what the rest of the league is doing 
getting pro- making profit off of sales as well. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Moneyball, the whole concept of Moneyball. Obviously, we know that works in other sports, but for right now, what you have done is you created an elite squad. You've created a team that consistently is competing, yes, but you're so close. Right. And common sense would tell you, well, if you just throw in a little bit more, a little bit more <laughs> money, you can get there. So mm-hmm. Jim has mentioned this before. This isn't the first time Jim has brought yeah. this up. He's talked about, you know, I think uh, the big one is against Club America in 21 mm-hmm. in the CONCACAF Champions League uh, semifinal. Point. We all saw what Copa America, uh, I'm sorry, Club America was putting out there. We all saw the type of bench that they had. Right. We all knew the type of team the union had. And so that's a, a moment where Jim did bring that up. And he's brought it up a couple of times. I think if I'm like trying to just understand Jim and where he's coming from, it just may be that like, look, Jim has been busting his hump with this team, with the, one of the lowest payrolls in the MLS, and he's been able to get the most out of it. At a certain point, how much more can you ask for a manager to get to squeeze the juice out of the orange when we've been squeezing mm-hmm. enough out of it? So I, I guess at this point, Jim may be just frustrated because he's <sighs> he's been doing the most that he can with this team. And although, yes, it's a weird spot to put that comment in, he might just be frustrated now. Yeah, and that's what I think, and and that's kind of why I'm bringing it up too. So I know in the chat, Ivan, Jose, and Dan, uh, what's up, Dan? Nice to have you here as well. What's going on, guys? Talking about, of course, the fact you're, we're not going to see them spending money. And Ivan's like, I'm more saying how he's more excited for the kit release, which that also has a lot of people excited too, than the transfer market. And Jose and Dan are talking about the fact that Jim even brought up the money in the pregame conversation. To me, it is more of Jim is clearly fed up with this too in some way. Because like you mentioned, it's it's you're you're working on a on building a team to be a championship caliber team, but they're not investing in the team financially. So now you're forced to have to work with what you've got. And yes, that's doable as well, because you should always be developing your team and helping the young guys get to a point where they can have that confidence and talent level to be able to compete with the best. But you also have to be able to keep up with other teams. And it's not an excuse to say, oh, well, the union don't spend money, so they're never going to win a championship. How long are we going to let that that narrative go? Because that gets old very quickly. Instead, take time to invest in the team, spend money on the team, because everybody the union plays is going to be expensive. That's like if, um, okay, that's like if a team, the Bills go up against the Chiefs and they keep losing in the playoffs every year against the Chiefs. And their reasoning is because, well, the Chiefs spend more money on guys like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco, and we can't keep up. It's a professional league. You yeah. have to keep up. That's why there's a salary cap. That's why there's place. a salary cap. Yeah. If they're spending money, you have to spend money. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jim is frustrated too, because here we are going into another year in 2024. And yet again, the union are still the cheap team on the block trying to compete with names. And now Flamenco comes in with their team who looks really good. And there were a lot of things I took notes on from that I saw in their, their play. And I was like, ah, union, I wish you did that. Or can you do that? I don't care who's on the pitch for the union. They should be able to compete. And it, I mean, two nothing loss is not bad. Yeah. Could have been three. But at the end <laughs> of the day, the money to me, when that, when I heard that in the comment, I'm like, oh, let's mental note. Let's keep an eye on that. Today's January 23rd. Everybody, let's keep a mental note on on how things play out because that might be something that could be a wedge that we're that's behind the scenes that we might find out about. And it's, yeah, it's interesting too because Jim just came off this past year signing an extension with this team. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's going to be here for a while. And so I mean, how mm-hmm. much more can he take of this where he's coaching his ass off and with the team with the with the ta- the the talent that he has? And you know, we're still in the same spot. You know, we're we can't win an MLS Cup even though we've been 
the golden standard of this league over the past couple of years. Yeah. And the other point is too is you know Ernst Tanner. I mean Ernst yeah. Tanner is coming off an off season last year where yeah he he lost that off season. It wasn't the typical Ernst Tanner mm-hmm. where he's finding diamonds in the rough. And so like the start of this off season, obviously we had a bunch of players in limbo. The Kai Wagner's, Ali Bedoya's, and all that. We're trying to figure out what is going to happen with some of those players. Now that some of that has been kind of answered, and we're still waiting on Ali, which Bogues did drop a little bit of a tidbit there. But you know, example, mm-hmm. Hamid Berdyshio. Like no disrespect, Hamid, and he may be turn. He may turn out to be a really good player. Yeah, he could. But in this point of time, where the fan base is at, where it's at, it's kind of a hard sell. And so, um, a lot of us want that for that a player like Hamid Berdyshio to be a player that's you know value that's a, that's a little bit more than what he was there. So. It kind of just tells you that we're still going to be doing this. We're still going to be trying to find those diamonds in the rough. Obviously, the development that one of those the pillar one of the pillars of the union is developing from within, and that's clearly working. Last year, Harry yeah. had a really good season. You saw Hesus Bono develop into a really good player. Jack McGlynn continues on his development. That's great, awesome. How are we going to get more players to supplement that as well? And that's where that money topic always is going to come into play, guys. Mm-hmm. And you know where else you can make sure to spend your money wisely? That's over at Bagels & Co. At Bagels yes. & Co., they give you Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly in our backyard. And they've got a large variety of bagels. They've got huge, fresh bagels that you can always get. 15 different types of bagels, but then also 30 different flavors of cream cheese. So you get variety in the bagels. You get variety in your cream cheese. They've got holiday, seasonal themed. They've got sports-specific ones to Philly sports teams. So lots of options there for you at Bagels & Co. Great prices as well. So not only do you get the convenience of Bagels & Co. being located right here in Philly, you also get the convenience of not having to spend a lot of money for the best. So you can have everything from just a bagel to a, a breakfast sandwich. They've got a lot of options for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And so head on over for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly to thebagelsandco.com. Find the location nearest you and be able to check out all of the great options that they have at, at Bagels & Co. that you can make sure to take advantage of. So again, lots of food for cheap, great taste, great variety, and also always providing seasonal or Philly sports team specific types of options with their bagels and cream cheese. And while you're also talking about money, let's talk about Mortgage CS and how much you can make sure to be prepared for your future financial planning. Planning for buying a house is never easy. No matter how old you are, no matter how much money you make, it's always a difficult process. And over at Mortgage CS, which stands for Mortgage Concierge Service, they'd like to take some of the burden away from that. They're going to take that stress away from having to figure it out all on your own. So at Mortgage CS, they are an independent mortgage broker based right here in Philly, but they're also available 24-7 to answer any questions you have, to talk to you, to educate you, to empower you, and make sure that they can help each of their clients find ultra-competitive rates. So the best part about Mortgage CS, they want to make sure that they're connecting with you on a personal level. You can reach out to talk about house planning, or you can reach out to talk about when the union will spend money to buy to pay for players to be able to <laughs> afford to keep up with the rest of the MLS and the soccer world. So over at Mortgage CS, you can contact them via text, via call, via email. Their CEO, Ben and Alec, do a great job of connecting with you. Ben's number, which is right on your screen for those watching live, 267-391-7425. You can also email ben at ben at mortgagecs.com. You can check them out online, mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y to get started because over at Mortgage CS, they do a great job with exceptional customer service, helping you to figure out how to work through the process at your best 24-7, giving you an opportunity to plan without the stress for your future home buying option. So again, Mortgage CS, the spot you can check out all of the information, mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y. 
And this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. You can, the company NMLS ID number is 1464766. And again, visit mortgagecs.com for more information. All right, I see in the chat. Things are uh, rolling through. We're cooking. People, always questions about you, Tyler, if you eat the, the bagels. <laughs> What's your bagel order, Tyler? Oh, that's a good question. Because uh, honestly, I haven't ordered bagels in a long time. I just great. do like supermarket bagel. You know what I mean? Okay. So like if I, it, but if I'm getting a bagel, I'm getting a, a bagel sandwich. Like I'm getting a, yes. a pork roll, egg and cheese. Oh yeah. My favorite. Or, or, or something along those lines. <laughs> just no scrapple. You like scrapple? No scrapple. Good See, old PA boy like scrapple. It's disgusting. If I, the only time I will eat scrapple is if I'm at somebody else's house and they're cooking scrapple. I'm not paying for scrapple. So I'm not buying it from the grocery store and I'm not buying it at like a diner or a restaurant. If I'm going to sit down to eat breakfast, I am getting pork roll, bacon, or sausage. Okay. See, I, I don't turn down food off like you're talking about if you're at somebody's house. Yeah, I don't, like I don't, that's the only reason I would do it. I'm not turning down food offers very often, but if you say to me, would you like Scrapple? The answer is definitively no. <laughs> <laughs> Get that out of my face. I When I lived in Philly, shouts to Dewin. I'm pretty sure they're still open. I used to do English muffin, Scrapple, egg, and cheese. That was my go-to. It was like $5. Oh. And it was it kept me full. Because I think it came with like potatoes on the side too. You put ketchup on it. Oh yeah, ketchup yeah. on potatoes oh, on yeah. an English muffin. Home fries, yeah, I love yeah. all that. Yeah, that was good stuff. I love the I love the breakfast sandwiches. See, I I don't mind English muffins, but I know Dan was asking or mentioning that's a quality bagel. I like the fact bagels are fuller, so yeah. that's why like if I'm getting, I actually got from Bagels and Co a pork roll and egg sandwich, which was so good because it was so full and it had I think it was like three slices of pork roll and lots of eggs, oh, yeah. but it was like. It was like Good. a full sandwich that lasted a while. And I don't like my breakfast sandwiches to be like a, an English McMuffin or, or croissant or anything. It's not enough for me. I feel that. You know, it's I just feel something feels very scarce about the bread. I, I know we're going down a loophole, a, a rabbit hole here. But to be honest, I want like if I make a because I won't even make a breakfast sandwich with like white bread. Okay. I mean, I know I'm team white bread. I think you guys are wheat bread. Um, but regardless, like, I don't want a sliced bread. I want a, I would, I prefer a bagel. Like I want a, ah, you know, nice full sandwich there. I think That's people, all. uh, I think people miss the, the, uh, the, remember when, um, the used to give out bimbo bread? Right. That's what we all miss here. Bimbo bread. Bimbo bread. Good old bimbo. Bimbo, bimbo, my bad. <laughs> I know. I mean, bimbo sounds better. It's, I mean, it's what you see across the front. Nobody's looking at it like, oh, bimbo. Yeah. Like it looks like bimbo. Um, but I will like. It's like if you're eating a burger on like white bread versus a roll. Yeah, no. Like yeah. I need, I want, I want just the right amount of bread, not too much where it's taking over and I don't get the sausage or the bacon, but yeah. So we will be tasting some food today on the show. That's actually uh, something fun we're going to be doing towards the end of the show. Not a scrapple bacon <laughs> sausage or pork roll sandwich, but we've got some treats for the show today because why not? Why oh, not? Yeah. All right, so as we're talking about the last game, all we got into was the money, which money. in itself took up a lot of time. Let's talk about the actual soccer. Um, What's listen, to you? Here's what stood out. I always find myself watching the union play an opponent saying, I wish the union were doing what their opponent is doing to them. Now, again, Flamengo had 
their guys on the pitch. The union did not. So you want, you want a winger pitching. who can cut in and score a beautiful curler? <laughs> oh, that goal was beautiful. He got his hips around it, opened up, right foot, nice. bending in the back post. We're not going to talk about the PK or anything because who cares? <laughs> but but actually, even what created the PK was the movement. Yeah. I saw so many times Solanco's offense had two or three guys making different runs. One was checking back. One was curling in. One was maybe making a wide looping run. And then I saw on the other side a lot of times, and I understand the union, it's youth, it's young, it's, a, it's not as much money on the pitch, whatever you want to say, happening. we're making the same runs of just straight runs, everybody's running away from the ball, not a lot of creativity. Mm -hmm. So again, I was like, here we go, 2024, new year, same old stuff of, wow, Flamenco's moving really well. But I'm hoping that with those young guys on the pitch, they were watching learning oh yeah paying attention i know jim was mentioning that post game this is a great chance to learn you know they're they're figuring things out okay let's actually learn pay attention to what they're doing what what you like like that's that second goal great example it's a right. beautiful build-up and there were some others um along the, the way as well that i was like that is a great run whether it's the middies con combining with the the forwards just interchanging something dynamic and when I used to coach soccer, I used to always tell my team that. And I'm like, here I am still saying the same thing about the pros. Make <laughs> dynamic runs. That's how soccer is supposed to be played. It's not Gotta a track run. meet with everybody just running away. You had They literally were hitting different lanes so that the player on the ball had options. But I did like defensively how the union, it's actually a double-edged sword, so I don't know if I liked it a lot. So the union were getting caught defensively a number of times. Yeah. Now, this is why the offside off call happened. Mm -hmm. Not marking up well. Players getting in behind. You know, two and three guys running on at goal in a good scoring position where they just kind of missed. So I didn't love the fact that the union were not doing a good job tracking back with their help defense in general of, you know, pressure cover and not leaving players open. But they hustled. <laughs> But I like how they hustled and we saw players sliding to make blocks and sliding to keep them from scoring. And so at least they didn't give up on the play. There was my positive. It was buried, but there it was. They were hustling yeah. back after they were leaving guys wide open. Yeah, that was one of the positives. I, I did like the build-up play, especially on the counterattack. You can clear And there was a lot of younger players. so Right, so that makes sense to me. Saw a lot of the athletic ability there. But that's really where they're bread and butter. But, you know, just like last year's union team, they struggled in the final third. But, you know, it was, it was a solid flamenco squad like we mentioned there. I think for me, what what I really wanted to watch was some of the new players, and, mm -hmm. and we got to see how many better these feel start here in this in the starting lineup. Did kind of play like at that right back uh, spot, you know. We talked about because he seems like a versatile player. You know, he right. came in here right. with different positions that he's played in, in Bolivia, so was looking to see where he would play. I don't necessarily want to see him play at that right back position, and he's pretty. He looks pretty strong and built for his age. Like he's twenty one. Um, still really young, still mm -hmm. obviously a lot of room for growth for his body, but um, I would like to see him more at that midfield. And he, we saw a lot of a couple instances where him and Quinn were kind of playing off of each other in the outlet. Yeah. It did not seem like they were on the same page a lot, which is understandable. This kid just arrived here a couple days ago, but that was really one of the takeaways here. But you know, there's just a lot of growing pains. You know, there was the, um, the on that panel uh, on the um, on the Everton goal. I mean, mm -hmm. Makahanya probably gave uh, Everton a little bit too much space. That wasn't Makahanya's Oof. assignment there, but you gotta, you know, you gotta help uh, Berisha who who missed out on on Maka, on um, on Everton. So like the, you saw like little mistakes here and there from from the young players, but yeah, they're gonna go, they're gonna go look at the tape, they're gonna learn from it. I think this is very valuable for a lot of these young players. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the depth's gonna look like exactly. You may have to rely on some of those young players as well. 
the I think the expectation was we were expecting for the veteran players, Gazza, Karantz, and Ua to play in this game. That's why they probably scheduled this. Because I think this is a perfect example because yeah. when you move on, if you do move on, knock on wood, in CCC, you, those Mexican teams play with a lot of speed, similar yes. to how Flamenco plays. And that's that's why I love that that friendly there because mm-hmm. I think it's a great preparation if you happen to move on. And so Prisa is not going to be easy. I, it's not going to be the same Saprisa team from 21. Mm-hmm. This is a team that I think they just came off of the the – the uh, like one the, the trouble, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they won some championships, team. though. But I think this was a great test here. Um, and I think we got some learning curves in, in it as well. Yeah, I know Dan in the chat is mentioning uh, a couple things about the midfield, the starting middies being Bueno and McGlynn, and then also mm-hmm. the odds that Jack... McGlynn uh, makes it through the season before <laughs> being sold. The term <laughs> sold always makes me chuckle, but that's <laughs> essentially what's happening. Um, listen, this past scrimmage, and I know, of course, there's a- another game today against Austin FC. Mm-hmm. We did get to see, as you mentioned, that young talent come in. You know, Neil Pierre on the back line, 16 years old on the back line. You got to see Trent Holden in, or Holden yeah. Trent. Holden Trent in net. Uh, you know, we got to see different players. I thought Quinn Sullivan, and I know Jim mentioned this as well, Quinn Sullivan played well, but I always feel like Quinn Sullivan plays well, in my I opinion. He, just, he plays aggressive. He, he tries things. He's creative. He's not always the most talented, but he's usually one of the hardest working players on the field. And that's why his game, to me, uh, he's got a lot of upswing because he's going to always be out there giving 110%. He's not going to the motions. He's not going to ever – he just tries things. So I, I like Quinn Sullivan's game, and I hope this year is that progression for him. Oh, yeah. But as um, we know, these are a lot of Union 2 guys and Academy guys and new players that are just getting signed, and this is the highest level they've played at, as Jim was mentioning. And mm-hmm. you can see where the, some of those errors are exactly that. It's the yep. youth. It's the inexperience. It's – you're outmatched, to be honest, for some of these players. You're just outmatched. Uh, but I will say I do think and hope, again, they A, learn from this, but B, that with four preseason games left, I would like to see the union closer to 100% in terms of who's on the field because this is the time to try things. And the reason I bring that up, and I hate to bring this part up, I remember saying the same thing with the Eagles back in preseason, and I'm not saying the reason mm. why the Eagles had such a – awful end to their season was because of the fact they didn't have their, you know, QB. You didn't have Jalen Hurts out there. You didn't have your first string guys in preseason, but there is value to preseason games. You don't have to play them the entire game. They can play the whole, the first half, then they're done the second half. And maybe on the second half, you're mixing in those younger players, but you need to give these players meaningful minutes together in a, in a meaningless game. So a preseason game is supposed to be that. It's not just about seeing how the younger players step up. It's also about seeing, okay, let's get it's been a it's been a little over a month since we last played in the playoff game. Let's get back out there, refreshed. Obviously, there's no Ali Bedoya. Uh, so even like the team itself is different. Let's get back out there. Let's let's start from scratch, new season, and and work on our on how we play as a team. Yeah. So with four matches left. I yeah. want to see them at, at least by the last two matches. We need to see their their starting eleven be more of the starting eleven. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and the, you know the birds. You know part of why Sarah does that because it's the beginning of the year. You know it doesn't really matter if you lose a game or two because you have. You have <sighs> but it does matter when you start the season off flat, like the Eagles yeah. actually did, despite being ten and one. They to me never got going this season, and so I agree with you, but I disagree because. It does, like, once you get to games and you have to win and it counts, that's not the time to be working on things yeah. week after week after week. 
The importance of why the union need to play though is because they actually have important matches literally in a, in less than a month here. That like part. we start with CCC, like that's a that's a tournament that mm-hmm. you know it's winter go well not winter go home now, but obviously we got the aggregate, but it's an important match. So that's why you have to Good yeah point. I agree with you. You have four more matches. We're gonna start getting slowly some players here uh, that are gonna be arriving into Clearwater. And with these four matches, you got to get these these guys ready and and, and ready for Saprisa going down there into the San Jose Costa Rica. But one way you guys can get ready for games, uh, I last I heard there was a guy for the Sixers scored seventy points if I'm not mistaken. So big old seventy, big old seventy. So everyone's <laughs> excited about the Sixers. Everyone's excited about the Flyers, and you guys can too with our spots here today in the Game Time app. It is the number one spot to get all of your tickets for concerts, sporting events, you name it. Stress is no longer a thing when it comes to buy tickets with GameTime app. Download the free app, and with your first purchase over at the GameTime app, you will get $20 off when you use the promo code PHLY. So download the free app right now. Use the promo code on the screen for your first purchase, PHLY. The season for the union is also starting <clears throat> soon, so maybe you can start looking at some of those tickets with the Game Time app. Again, Game Time app, promo code PHLY, $20 off your first purchase. Thank you to our friends over at the Game Time app. <laughs> yes. Well, I know Jill is saying the same in the chat about Quinn Sullivan. Uh, definitely love his aggressiveness. I love your point there. Love his aggressiveness, and he I'm just hoping this more is goals. a big year. That's all it is. Yeah, and you That's know what? I like him in the midfield because players, players that have that engine that just like to go sometimes do best in the attacking midfield role because there's no restrictions yeah. at striker, especially with your back to goal. It's, it's, it's a whole different game in how you view it. Mm-hmm. So when you're always checking back or having to turn on defenders versus you can just be free flowing and moving all over the place. It makes a huge difference in how you play. That's why I used to like being an attacking midfielder because there's no, there are no rules. You yeah. just go wherever you want to go. You just float around the field. You find the ball, you pick and choose your spots. So honestly, Quinn Sullivan more than Daniel Gazdard. He's yeah. active in that spot. He wants the ball. He wants to get involved. He he's aggressive. He works hard. I I don't mind him in the midfield. And I would make the argument like his style of play doesn't technically fit this team, but Quinn hasn't even made that excuse. He's put put in mm-hmm. the work and he's tried to find a way to fit in this with this team. I personally like him more up top, whether it be as a 10 or whether it be as a four. Preferably, yeah. I like him as one of those forwards. Um, and I like him with some freedom because when he does play with freedom, he just reacts. And, mm-hmm. and you see some beautiful things. Bicycle kick back in 21 oh against Chicago. Gosh. Like, we want to see some, some more of that. Yeah, and I do like the fact that when he's up top, uh, he absolutely is is very active. Yeah. And uh, he likes he likes to play with the ball at his feet, too. You know, he... he He'll make the he'll put in the work with with the off ball runs, but I mean when he's in that box, especially he wants to put the ball in that, and he just has to find a way to be more consistent at that in twenty four. Because if he does that, I mean, listen, Tybo Ribo has something to prove this year. He could be playing himself as that third forward here. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, today is game day. The Union game are taking day. on Austin FC. The second preseason friendly kicks off today. Of course, as we mentioned, with that. Uh, 6.30 kickoff. We will not be able to watch the game live, but we can Ooh. live blog the game. <laughs> Follow the live blogging of the game, I should say. So they'll be back at Al Lang Stadium. Um, and now it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, listen, Austin FC, great team. Another great opportunity to work on some things. It's a quick turnaround. It's another chance to see what these youngsters can do. Um, of course, we know Daniel Gazdag. Actually, Jose was the one that I first saw the initial reports. I haven't seen anything else come out since. So I'm still hoping and waiting for the other details on Daniel Gazdag. 
but we are seeing union players get back. Jose Martinez was out there. Jose Martinez, I should say. I'm throwing punches for those that are listening on podcasts. El Brujo was out there uh, for sure, but we're seeing players, they're getting back on the pitch. Uh, they're, they're, they're back in Florida, and it's, we're slowly getting back to seeing the team fully. I wonder if when Sergio Santos was with the union, if because I knew, I knew that him and El Brujo were close, but like El Brujo now has like turned to Sergio with the hairstyles. Every oh my season, gosh. a new hairstyle. <laughs> he rocked the dreads on Sunday. I, I loved mm. it. I loved Did it you? for him. Well, obviously, when you get like the dreads at first, like you go through that awkward stage. But I think he's gonna look good in those dreads. I like the dreads for him. And just seeing El Brujo going at like he was in mid-season form, it was so fun. It's like it's a like I don't think anyone told him like it was preseason. I think they, <laughs> I think everyone was like, yeah, this is CCC. So or, probably told him, like, no, we're actually in Libertadores, so we, we need to win this one. <laughs> Listen, I like the fact he's not looking at it as a preseason game. Some players go into maybe a preseason game more lax, and it's just kind of, you know, you're like, oh, it's just preseason. That's how players get hurt. But I like the fact that, uh, listen, he (laughs) was out there doing his usual, sneaking some swings in, sneaking some kicks, headbutting. It's El Brujo. And it's preseason or not, it's a game. There's officials. The whistle has blown. It's game time. And he absolutely uh, he absolutely was looking like he's in midseason four. I don't know if he learned something from Travis Konechny out there, but Brujo does like <laughs> to he does like to start stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Gazak um, is back. That's confirmed. Yes. Ura, yeah. Yeah. We got to wait for to see what we got for that one. But he's not in clear water right now. But mm-hmm. Gazak is. So maybe Gazak plays today. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Not the next one. Exactly. I feel like he, he definitely won't. Um, but at least he's back training with the team. And even if he's there just to warm up and and watch, uh, maybe gets a couple minutes. Who knows? But we won't know actually until the live blog updates us yeah. on what's happening because we won't be able to see. It's That's also, one of those things you'd love to be able to see. Is he on the sideline dressed? Is he warming up? Is he cheering and into it? Is he maybe just back in the hotel or whatever but i'm assuming he'll be there just probably not playing so from my understanding his delay from coming back is due to green card right so if he's back that had to been settled so does that sheffield wednesday rumor now get put to rest oh i don't know sheffield wednesday (laughs) i don't know we'll have to wait i would love to see him play i know jose you're mentioning it here i saw you tweet the same thing that he will not play tonight i actually would love to see him play tonight i don't it's not like he was injured injury you is the only time that you really see guys ease back in. But being that he's a, they've all been playing. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him get some minutes, yeah. you know, get a warm up in, get some minutes. I wouldn't have, I would not expect him to log heavy minutes and wouldn't want him to. But I think with only four preseason games left. And as we talk about the importance with game one being a meaningful game, get, get guys I got there. If I'm Jim, I'm giving him like 10, 15 minutes, even, even if it's just that to get him a run out there with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of eyes this year on Gazak and Uwa because of the mm. seasons they had last year. They both took regressions. And, you know, for Gazak, you know, this season, we have to prove that you can create consistently yes. for others, not yes. not just scoring from the PK spot. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you, you keep hearing the criticisms about that. And I know Gazak can do that, but it has to be con- on a consistent basis. And obviously, we know the amount of matches was not conducive for anyone. No. But it, the excuses cannot be there this year. So it's going to be a big year for Gazdek for sure. So we want to see them as soon as possible, both him and Uwa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to 
getting to just see more and getting more updates. Of course, the only the main updates right now we get thanks to the MLS are all in Miami. Um, <laughs> sad news though, as we as we watched the and and I knew it, I could tell right away. I was hoping it wasn't the case. Uh, Facundo Farias who. Yeah. Out with an ACL tear um, in his left knee. That was heartbreaking because as much as we talk about preseason being that opportunity to be ready to play, it also can unfortunately be the time where we see those season ending or major injuries happen because it's so much so quick that players aren't getting a chance to. I mean, they just went down to Clearwater last week and you're already here. You are weekend. You've got scrimmages. It's, it's a lot happening very quickly on top of a season where you already have in the course of your schedule so many additional games. You don't get a full three, four, five months to rest. You're jumping right back into it a couple months later. Um, and not that something like an ACL can happen anytime. You can tear your ACL walking down the street. But it does increase the likelihood of injuries when you have that quick turnaround. So that's where, for coaches, you're managing it. You're trying to give your guys minutes, but make sure you're not overextending them too soon. And uh, But that was heartbreaking to see because you never want to see that. And from my understanding, Miami's doing some serious traveling too. Yeah, they're all place they're all over the place and that right now it's just it's just the inner miami preseason there's no other team there's no other mls team right now because all you're getting is inner miami yeah (laughs) all their updates all the walk-ups all the tunnel shots and i've seen plenty of video of them i've seen lots of video i I saw him go down with the acl i mean i've seen i've seen the replay of that too so whatever team but nothing with the anybody else so whatever (laughs) team they played against salvador i don't know if you saw the clips but the the bus arrives and all you see is just pink shirts pink everywhere not even the i don't even know what the colors of the other team was but all you saw pink. was pink and black for for messi and his bus i mean it, it is absolutely crazy <laughs> i mean like this is a tough part that you're gonna have to ask yourself especially when you have a player at the caliber of messi because look now you're popular you know every team in the world wants to play in a scrimmage or or a matchup may count as something so if for miami you do have to consider that in the future here that's a big loss that was a player yeah. You know, they weren't even just counting on for this year, but for the future. Yeah. So that's it's a tough one for them. Definitely tough. That is that is as we talked about last week with our guests in Ben and Meg. What can equalize a team? Because no matter no matter how much money you spend, that doesn't make anybody invincible and above yep. injuries. Now, I'm not wishing injuries on anybody, but I'm saying in sports it happens. It's a very long season. Someone is going to get injured, or even just be banged up, or with those lingering, nagging in- injuries, that happens. So ultimately, it does become a survival of the fittest in more ways than one. And so for that reason, I'm hoping that uh, we're, you know, I just I hate there's some seasons I feel like where you see more prevalent major season ending injuries. I feel like the NFL this year was one of those years Yeah, uh, where you got a lot of like quarterbacks that were out for the year, shoulders and concussions and all types of stuff that was happening. Uh, Achilles. So Hopefully that's not the case this year for the MLS. But we did get JP some other updates again uh, yeah. ahead of the game today, which we're looking forward to getting the live blog about and the live updates for. Um, we also got, I saw a blurb that the, one of these newsletters I'm subscribed to was putting out about the CONCACAF Champions Cup teams, the different MLS teams that are preparing for that. Because as we know, the CC, what used to be known as a CCL, um, has games kicking off very soon. So they were writing about the 27 teams that will compete in the tournament, five teams get a pass at the round of 16. Each round, of course, we know with two legs until the final on June 2nd. More games. June 2nd is wild to think about. Wow. Um, that all those games are happening before June 2nd. So with that, they were talking about the 10 MLS teams that are involved in all of play. 
The union had a nice little blurb. This is what they wrote about the union. The union are the union. What a line to start with. <laughs> the union are the union. They haven't changed True. much from last year's group. You and paid even to write that story? <laughs> you made money for that? Yeah, Damn, right? I could have done that for free. <laughs> this just in, the union are, are the, the union. union. <laughs> that made me laugh. The union are the union. They haven't changed much from last year's group and even found a way to lock down fullback Kai Wagner for the next few years. They've earned more points than any other team in MLS over the last five years, and that rightfully earns them the benefit of the doubt in almost every scenario. That group has come up short when trophies have been on the line, though. It's tough to envision them breaking through the wall at this point, but they did luck into the single easiest path of any MLS team in this competition. Damn. The union side of the bracket includes the two weakest Liga MX sides of the bunch, Pachucha and Toluca. Pachucha finished 11th in Liga MX at Pretoria and Toluca, which finished 12th. And the union wouldn't have to worry about Club America or Chivas until the semifinals. So I read that and I was like, okay, not them lucking into the single easiest path of any MLS team. <laughs> it was kind of a, it was a kind of harsh little blurb. It should have stopped after the union or the union. And I shouldn't have read any more, but I, it was, it was accurate. It was the harsh reality of where the union are. Yeah, I mean, so we get here, we get, we only get this spot because we finished third in <laughs> literally. Which so I guess that's why we get the easy route that we do have here. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone knows what to expect here from the union, especially now that we've been in Champions League mm -hmm. slash Cup for two of the last four years. Uh, teams now kind of know what it is. It's a, it's going to be a team that's going to play physical. We've seen that countless times, especially in Champions League. Uh, They're going to expect a high press. So. I think these teams in Central America and Mexico and the Caribbean will know what to expect here from Philly. Mm -hmm. A lot of young players, too. And, you know, the Union Way has been well known. And I think I think a lot of teams around the world are also following in that footprint as well. But I'm excited for Champions Cup. It's a tournament that's I think it's extremely important. I know it's tough to kind of explain to like the American audience who are just getting an MLS. Right. But it is a very big deal. I mean, being the king of your continent, oh. it means everything. I mean, you ask a European fan. They would rather win Champions League over the Premier League because mm -hmm. you're being the king of the continent is cool. <clears throat> you're king of the hill. <laughs> exactly. And what's up, Travman Radio? Hey. Nice to see you guys here. Um, I, listen, there is definitely incentive to just win hardware. The union, and as this blurb is mentioning, have fallen short. They've been, I mean, close looking back, it. Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, they've been close but they haven't won the the big hardware for right. anything and not just of course the MLS title but for and you know th they've come so close every time and that in itself has to be frustrating yeah and you'd like to see them get to take that next step of winning some hardware and then you see a team like Inter Miami when they bring in Messi and they win the, like every hardware possible <laughs> you know it makes it frustrating because the union have been here in the trenches putting in the work but haven't been able to win any any hardware so two appearances two semifinals ah, as painful. well you lose to some really good teams cool america lafc the lafc one obviously stings a little bit more ah, but that yeah one. that's where we're at we're so close it was like the same conversation with us open cups we went to mm -hmm. so many finals in the 2010s and it, we just couldn't do because you go the distance you play yeah, that means you're playing so extra hard. games once you get past the group stage and you're playing into semis and things like that you're playing more soccer yep only to lose i know Travman's saying that uh like i feel like they should put all their effort into the tournament instead of just making semifinals over and over again yeah i mean for Concacaf for specifically go all in you know maybe that meet and i know they talked about that last year we heard in the postseason pressers about the discussion of 
prioritizing some matches and some games. So I'm intrigued. It gets to tough see though. What, what like, that looks like. Even you look at last year, right? You you did prioritize mm -hmm. Champions League. And then what happened was in the Man. MLS regular season, you started falling apart. You, you I think we went on like a 10 game streak where we didn't have a point. I forget. It was some streak like that. Bad. And then at that point, you're like, well, we can't keep dropping. We need mm -hmm. some points. So it's so tough. You can prioritize. But then when you're dropping too far in the league, you don't want yeah. to have to climb a huge ladder, especially with some of the teams that we have in the East this year. Yeah, and that's where it's, it's like, tough. I know Dan's bringing up the Supporter Shield and MLS Cup. You have to look at all the possible hardware, put it on the table. The union are in the conversation and could win something. But it is tough because, as you mentioned, you, you can't have a, a drop-off and now you're bottom of the standings in the MLS either. So it's a lot. It's just a lot going on. But that is why I'm hoping... We're going to get some sort of an, an addition, just something, some addition to this roster or That's two be big. that is a bigger name. We've, we've added around the edges, which is something <laughs> I'm always saying now. They've added some pieces. They've added some youth and some guys that some have youth. potential and can develop. Can the union add someone to this roster that makes an impact now to be able to help them through the longevity of the season? That is what we need to have happen because that I think will give everybody, the players included, more optimism, more hope versus just running it back with the same roster and adding some homegrowns and some young talent and hoping things are magically going to be better when you're competing against teams that are spending millions of dollars. Yeah. And to Dan's point, it's about prioritizing the, the CCC and the mm -hmm. league. Remember, early parts of the year, we have that tough part of the schedule where March 16th through March 6th, you have the Western Conference there, uh, Austin, Portland, Minnesota, Nashville. Mm -hmm. like that's just the start of the season. It's going to be difficult here. And so you may have to run at the same topic of conversation. How do we prioritize both? And then later on in the year, you're mm -hmm. going to have US Open Cup, Leagues Cup in August, as we know. You know what you're going into, like you said. I, the depth is going to be in question here again, unfortunately. So it's going to be an interesting start here to the season. Not to mention the, the union, much like the MLS as a whole, with all the restrictions around rosters and uh -huh. stuff like that, that also puts them at a disadvantage because I know, as we're mentioning in the, between the, the comments in the chat with Dan and Travman, uh, you can't realistically be good at all of that unless you are able to build out your roster to have the financial backing and the roster space to be able to put out a team that has, as we've always talked about, depth. But also your depth has to be players that are, like your top 15, 16 players need to be interchangeable, where you don't have a definitive top eight and there's a drop-off. It needs to be where on any given day we can start any of these players and it'll and we won't miss a beat. And the union are not at that, as we saw evidently against Flamenco. Uh, the union are not there. And I don't know if they will get there. I don't know. I don't know, guys. And you know what Renee does not want to hear is if you lose in some finals again, we don't want to hear about how much money their team's I don't. roster is. I don't. We don't want to hear any of that. I'm over that. Thank you for clarifying that. I there Yesterday's excuses cannot be today's excuses. The excuses of a lot of games, tired. We already said that last year. That can't happen this the year. The excuses of, they, oh, the union don't have, let's look at the salaries of all the players. The union pay less for the guys in the not an excuse because you've had chances to go on out and pay. Uh, what else are we ixnaying off the list this year? I mean, depth? It, yeah, depth, um, money. That's typically the, the two big ones that everyone just continues to bring up there. And it, 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 at some point, you know, what's you know, what's crazy, too. Like if you're Karansa Blake, you know, you've talked about the amount of matches. And the thing is, is the MLS is going to do what they want to do. Like you can't really control that. But what these teams can control 
is the depth and, and the, the the talent level that this team does have, so mm-hmm. you don't have to run into those issues. You know, would some of these players get upset at that point? Like, right. I'm busting my hump. I'm Julian Carranza. I'm busting my hump for this team, and you don't want to spend extra money to help with a supplement for me or for my other mates here. Like, I would be pissed as well. You want it? That's why I feel like Jim's comment to circle all this back to what we started with. Jim's comment to just casually drop in Flamenco having $200 million on the field to me is a sign that there still is some frustration because it's the exact same group. It's the exact same story. New year, same story. And you're not investing in the union. How are you expecting a better product if you won't invest in your guys? What is that? Like you said, what message does that send to these guys? Someone like Andre Blake, I just feel for. What message does that send to these guys that are out there working hard, trying to do everything they can to get better if they're not getting that support from Ernst Tanner and and and, and the union and we're not seeing any moves being made? That's got to be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Allie may be coming back. You know, Tom did drop the tidbit here. Mm-hmm. We're getting closer. It's like the, it, every time we yeah. hear Tom or we hear about this news, it's we're getting closer. But from what I understood from Tom is like there's language in the contract that they just need to clarify yeah. So, Renee, I just wanted to throw this at you. So, when I heard that from Tom, I was wondering, so could we have, like, a player coach? Like, I wonder if, like, the language is Allie wants oh. to be a coach. Like, everyone's dream has been Allie one point taken over for Jim as a head guy. And, I mean, like, if you watch Allie play out there, like, he's a coach out on the, in the midfield. Like, it feels like his calling after his playing days is as a manager. So, could we be signing some type of deal where, hey – Okay, you'll be involved with the managing and the coaching, and eventually you can be become with with you know be a coach for you too, eventually with the senior team. I wonder if that's the language that's being discussed here. Mm, as you mentioned, so Tom Boger did come out saying that Ali Bedoya is very close to a Philly return. In quotes, <laughs> very close to Philly return, good. but nothing finalized or signed. I I feel like he could be a player coach in the sense of be a player that is a leader and a coach for the team. You probably aren't playing and starting the same minutes, which he shouldn't. He's in right. his career at this point. He's not a 90 minute player. He's not a starter, but you're going to be a voice for us. And you're going to be that bridge between the coaching staff and the team to help provide the leadership, the stability, the depth as a player that can come off the bench and assist. Um, yeah. So I, I hope I would be fine with that. I think that it is um, needed and I hope that we can get an agreement for Ali. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I think I think it's going to happen. I just wonder because like when I hear language, I'm wondering like what language could you be talking about? I mean, obviously, like like you said, we don't expect Allie to get a lot of minutes this year. Is mm-hmm. that the language? But yeah, I do think that is obviously going to happen here if Tom's reporting that. I mean, I just think it's just delayed here. And, and of course, it's, it's the union. It would be a union. It would be a union negotiation. If there was some type of delay. So yes. we'll, we'll have to wait and see about that. Well, as we get ready to wrap up and get ready for game day, of course, we saw Jack McGlynn doing well. Nate Harrell did not get any minutes with the U.S. men's national team, but Jack did also got some nice highlight clips of him out there. How did Shaq Moore get the star over Nate? Do we have to call Carranza to take care of this? Like, how did that even happen? Uh, something they're seeing in training. Something they're seeing in training. <laughs> um, Jill, you were talking about Ali. Ali doesn't seem like he wants to coach. He actually said on the show with me that he doesn't want to coach. Oh, really? Okay. I, I literally, I remember asking about his future after playing. He was like, he doesn't really want to coach. He's like, maybe his kids. But he said, to be honest, not them either because he doesn't, he doesn't, 
he wants them to just be able to kind of do their thing and he's Imagine, so imagine Allie just yelling at players. I know, right? What are you doing? But he doesn't give me the vibe of wanting to coach, but I could see him wanting to be just like I said, the voice in the locker room that's still That playing was the childhood and, me saying that, guys. Yeah. My bad. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a fair point that you bring up. So uh, with that, as we mentioned, Jack did get some minutes off of the bench, got some good touches in there, saw some encouraging things. Hopefully he can continue to... Oh, yeah. earn more playing time um we'll have to talk so we're going to be putting out something on social media for you guys soon so stay tuned i'm not gonna tell you when but soon where we'll drop our list of top ever philadelphia union players we broke it down on our show last week where we brainstormed and came up with some names 31 names to be exact of the best ever players to wear a union kit that are not just actively playing but also retired players because we're eventually going to come up with our best 11 all-time union team um, and that could have a best 11 of current team too. So anyways, we're gonna have our best 11. And so stay tuned. We'll be tweeting that out and giving more information. We are waiting for the kit drop as we all are, um, as well as some details on theme nights. I know theme nights have been released for the Phillies yeah. and we're waiting for the union because they have games coming up very soon. We do have games coming up very soon. <laughs> so I wanted to bring this topic up, and I do want Tyler to participate in this one as well. So I don't know. This whole entire city <laughs> has finally been captivated with Wings Lacrosse. Yes. And it's because they have a great, I think it's a great idea for a theme night. Uh, they're doing emo night. Mm -hmm. So emo music, um, it's going to be the theme of the night. So I kind of wanted to bring it up to you guys. Is there a theme night that hasn't been done that you want to see done with one of our Philly sports teams? 90 sitcom. 90 sitcoms, okay. I don't know if that's a thing. I feel like I haven't seen it. But like something where you do, you dress, not 90s night. That's a totally different thing. Okay. Because I know that's already happened. Like retro night, 90s, not a 90s night, but like, like in general, a movie themed night. Okay. It could be Star Wars for like May 4th. It could be whatever. It could be anything. I think some sort of old school movie theme night. Okay. That's the first thing that came to mind. See, it's funny you bring up the emo night because first of all, that tug that like tugs on my heartstrings. But uh, <laughs> I'm driving down 95 yesterday, and I see the billboard for emo night, and I thought because it's it's the billboard that's right over the Fillmore. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that makes a ton of sense. The Fillmore is a venue that hosts a lot of emo, hardcore, post-hardcore type bands, right? And then at the bottom it says like Wings Lacrosse, and I'm like, dear. <laughs> uh, I'm the target audience now. Like the, yeah, you know what I mean? Like the, we are. that's the like throwback nights are me now. What, what is that? Mm -hmm. Am I old? And it made me really, really old, really, really fast because I remember like going to games, different games growing up and they'd be like seventies night. And I'd be like, dad, that's your, your generation. <laughs> right, that's us now. And we now I'm like, wait night. a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When they, they say you. throwback or retro night, it's literally us. And I do want to clarify the union did come out with their 13 theme nights. They did. Um, 13 seems a little bit low, though. So that's partly where we kind of were like, okay, they're, they're, they're missing some. So they have everything from eSports night to Greener Goals night, Kids Day, um, the Alumni Day where former Philly, Philadelphia Union players are coming out. They've, they've got their Pride Night and Military Appreciation Night. It's a lot of good stuff. Hispanic Heritage Night. But we're missing some. We're missing some. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm obviously going to go selfish with this one. Um, I'm obviously going to go with the reggaeton night because I think that Ooh. reggaeton is the best party music and dancing music out there. And I think that Philadelphia could could use a little bit of that. Mm. I, just, I try to bring in my content as well, but 
I, th- I think it would be a lot of fun going old school, some Daddy Yankee, some We Seen Yandan to the new school, some some okay. Bad Bunny, some Osuna. I like it. I know Trav Man said Halloween night. That's a good one too. That's always fun. Yeah, Halloween's tricky. It's for for kids specifically. But if you're bringing your kids to Halloween night, you, they you should know if your kids can handle seeing people in costumes or not. My, I'm so jealous those people are so creative with Halloween costumes. Oh, I know. I'm never creative. How did you it. think? I of used that? to be. I feel like lately I'm not. <laughs> Bushman from 2021. <laughs> that was great. That oh, guy was man. gonna live in infamy. Yes, absolutely. Good times. Yeah, throw your throw your theme nights, guys. What do you want out there for a theme <laughs> night? And I'm sorry, Tyler. I, we are we're getting old, buddy. But we're we're getting. We're, oh, we're, we're aging old. like wine. Man. No, no, you might be. <laughs> I woke up today well, you know and I said my back you guys hurts because I slept age, wrong. As you're aging, one thing that can drastically help you when you're aging is to eat healthier. So we got to talking last show. This will be our last thing as we wrap up. We got to talking last show about fruits because I still don't know why we actually got to talking about fruit. But spiritual why you? Why do yeah, we... like we were just casually talking like off the air about <laughs> fruit. Uh, and I found out that these guys, and I'm pointing at Tyler over here and JP over here. Do not know, or I'm sorry, have never eaten brown pears. Brown pears, in my opinion, are an underrated fruit. Easily top three. Like mangoes, pears, seasonal watermelon that's juicy. Like there's some really good fruit. But brown pears give you the best combination of sweetness, juicy, not, you know, the texture's right. It's awesome. So I told them I would bring them brown pears. I actually planned to bring brown pears in on Thursday, but JP already went out and found some great brown pears for us to nibble on. So JP and Tyler, I already had them, but I selfishly like to eat them. But I have brown pears at home, so I'm not going to eat your brown pears. You can have them because you're going to love them and you're going to want more. Have you guys had brown pears or is it just me? Green pears are very good, but green pears are nowhere near. The, like, look at the shape of it, the si- the texture of it. Tyler, we need to get you a pear. So I'm just going to pa- uh, pack you one. You can just one. bring the bag across. It oh, doesn't yeah, matter. I'm right here. Deliver. Well, first off, I can already tell the skin feels a little bit different than the green pear. Ouch, I shocked myself. But we're going to go ahead and give us a shot. Cheers, Tyler. I'm so excited for this. I've been pr- selfishly promoting... Br- Right? Listen to that. I heard the crunch. It's, you took. it's crispier. Much crispier. It's so much crispier than a green mm-hmm. pear. Let's go. But I don't, some green pears are, like, when you bite it, the skin's, the skin's not as good. There's yeah. something weird about the texture of the skin. I think right? the taste is similar. It's just the texture is different. But that makes a huge difference. Because uh-huh. it's much. Tyler's going in. I know you didn't eat lunch, so I don't know if that's, you know. What do you think, Tyler? It's probably be great for a salad. What? It's a grapefruit? No, great for a salad. That's actually oh, really good. good. Yeah, I've never had the I've never had a brown pear. They've oh, only ahead. ever had green pears, but this is really solid. Really good. Really good. I told you guys. We well, are now the green <laughs> Listen, it was after Thursday's show. For context, there is a connection here. Thursday's show, we were just hit, sitting here talking about food or whatever, and went down a rabbit hole of talking about fruit. And I was like, oh, brown pears are secretly one of my favorite fruits. And they were like, I've never had a brown pear before. <laughs> There's brown pears. So I had to first show them on Google what brown pears look like. But they're so much. The texture makes a huge difference. We thought it was a hoax, guys, but it's real. It's, and it's really good. good. <laughs> it's kind of like for anybody that's never had them, because clearly I've, I've actually had a few conversations since then. And I've found out a lot of people haven't. Um, clearly different fruits, depending on how ripe they are and stuff, they taste different. And we're going to, we're going to be done soon. So this is not turning into food show, but it could, um, 
red apples, yellow apples, green apples, three completely different tastes. Then yeah. red apples have like red delicious apples, Granny Smith apples. Like there's all different types of apples. It's the same thing with pears. So if you guys have never tried green pears, please go. This is not an ad. This is me helping you out, <laughs> especially if you're like, I, I love fresh fruit and vegetables, mm -hmm. but green pears, I could, oh, so good. Those good stuff, guys. So good. I recommend I'm sorry, one. brown pears. Green pears are, are good also, but brown pears, excuse me, very, very good. So there you go, guys. Just and talk before, to something before new. Before we sign off, because I, I highly agree with Jill's comment. Selfishly, we need a teacher's night. Oh, a teacher's For night would sure. be awesome. But school-themed sure. giveaways, I love that idea. Show some Especially more. with the, school, the soccer season overlapping the end of the mm. school year or the start of the school year. You could do a back-to-school night Jill, where it's teacher's you appreciation. you got support here. As a person, my mom is a teacher, or she just retired, but she was a teacher. Hey, okay. So I'm always, I'm always rooting for teachers because they put, they, they're essential. Don't get paid <laughs> enough either. Nope. No. All right. So okay, Tyler demolished the pair. I just heard it hit the trash can. It's gone. <laughs> it was you delicious. almost, and you know what I like about brown pears is my last thing. You can almost eat the entire thing. There are some fruits I can't stand where the. Um, it's also not like there's no remnants like stuck correct. in my teeth. Like exactly. you know what I mean? Like where you're picking out pieces of like the fruit's flesh for like peeve. an hour <laughs> that was that like my mouth feels clean <laughs> and it was good and you literally can eat like the bottom of that you can eat it all the way down except for like the stem and the, there's sometimes a couple seeds in there but i like i when i get fruit i want to eat the whole fruit i don't want to have to deal with the middle of the whatever what is it called the, the core the core thing the pit? the pit? The pit. I was going to say pulp, but I knew that was not the word I was thinking of. <laughs> I don't want to have this huge pit like some fruits do. So, yeah, brown pears for the win. Hopefully the Philadelphia Union will get the win also. Let's hope it's a brown pear day for the Union and Let's not go. a green pear I'm day. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, awesome. so if, if the Union win, Renee, you have to tweet out brown pear emoji. And if they lose, it's green pear. And since like we it. can't see the game anyway, <laughs> right. you're going to be there like, yeah, you will know. That's how you know. That's how you guys it's will like know. one if win. by land, two if by sea. <laughs> one if by pear, two if by the I cannot. pear. I cannot. I love it. All right, Paul Revere. Um, so listen, <laughs> it's like the warning of the pears instead. Did you get that? No. Yes, that was the, the point of the joke. Okay. Yes. Think, okay. I didn't know if we were still on the same page. Yeah, no, we were still there. It's getting along here. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it for us here on PHOI Union Podcast. We ended with Paul Revere and Pears. There you go. There's our P's for the day. Um, our P oh, that's kind of cool. P's for the for the day, for the game day. There so you go. hopefully the union have a great game today. We'll we'll be following with the live blog. For those of you guys, Jillian Travman, Dan, Jose, Kyle, Will. Um, everybody that's tuned in Thanks, today, guys. we appreciate all of you guys. Always hit that thumbs up button, and, and we'll be back on Thursday with more. 3.30, we'll be going live, Don't talking more it. Union, recapping the game today, looking ahead to the next one, uh, because plenty to dive into. Hopefully, we'll get some more updates. Hopefully, we'll get, I like having some pay, some fruit on the or food on I the show. I love it, too. You know, maybe every day we just bring a different food. Let's do it. I'm bringing a whole watermelon in, <laughs> un, un, unsliced. Honestly, though. We slice it right here. Honestly, though, something about slicing into a whole watermelon. Can you core a pineapple? Do you know how to do that? Because uh, no, I, I, I haven't figured that but out. But we can, we can practice and learn here. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Let's go Union Game Day. Dude. <laughs> Y'all silly like the mayor.